Welcome back to the Hit Factor, guys. Uh, on deck today, we have Jeff Cawthon and our guests, Paul Kerr. And, uh, and I'm Jeremy, as, well, you probably forgot. I haven't been on for a while. but uh, So we're excited to have Paul with us, and we've got some questions for him. And I'm just going to, rather than me introduce Paul, because I would probably do a poor job of it, I'm going to let Paul introduce himself so... Kind of just, Paul, who are you? Where are you from? Like, what's your, how'd you get into shooting? And, and how would people know you? Well, I'm, uh, again, Paul Kerr uh, from uh, East Tennessee. I've been shooting uh, competition since 2014, so about six years. Um, I grew up, uh, my dad shot Ipsic back in the late 80s, early 90s. So I kind of grew up in a house where the dry firing wasn't weird. Uh, it's pretty cool. There's dry <laughs> fire targets, you know, stuck up in our living room. Um, but, uh, he actually got sick and I wasn't able to, to shoot it with him when I was a kid, but, uh, still we, we shot a lot. There was a plate rack in our backyard. Um, and, you know, it's really cool growing up with that. Um, so when I was in my mid twenties, uh, actually I was, I had just graduated college when I started shooting. Uh, I went to college late and started shooting some matches, started having a lot of fun. And, uh, then things went totally the crap and that it became the only thing i did um i made uh trying to think i think i made gm in 2016 or 17 um but hit it hit it really hard shot a lot and uh just shot a whole bunch of single stack and that's probably what uh, people would recognize me for is pretty much just shooting single stack now yeah we got this like single stack podcast going today shoot yeah which is yeah. good finally it's legitimate get all those other jokers <laughs> out of here so you've been shooting for for six years. Would you say you took it pretty seriously from the get go, or did you kind of ease into it and then get serious? It took me about uh, a match and a half to decide that it was something that I was going <laughs> to get rid of all my my other toys and start getting really serious. Um, I got I think I got really serious in uh, early 2015. I actually started uh, I found a coach and started training with somebody hardcore. Actually having practices that meant something. Um, yeah. you know, training for a goal. Yeah. And, uh, that, that is the exact reason that I got good. Um, was I had, I did have some natural talent. Um, you know, I just, I kind of walked on as a B class shooter, but, uh, I, I thought I was good. I thought I could shoot until I went to a match and I was like, wow, I suck. Like I really, <laughs> really suck at this. Mm. Um, you know, once I got three times my age, shoot this in a third of the time, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Then I started, you know, actually, actually training and shooting a lot. And that's when things, uh, they move pretty fast, but I, I definitely put the round count in and the time in. Yeah. So who was your coach? Uh, Gilbert Perez. Okay. Right. A lot of, a lot I was of wondering if, I, I kind of thought you guys had, had shot together, but I wasn't sure, sure that, uh, that connection. So what was Gilbert's, like when you started, what did Gilbert do to get you good quickly? He gave me focus. Um, he showed me, well, I think he first showed me how bad I was at everything. And uh, it was like, okay, the, you, you have a lot to work on. All right, we're going to work on this. We're going to pick, we're going to fix this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I could pull a trigger fast, but that's all I could do. Um, and I couldn't do anything else good. Uh, so, so he tried to push me down the road of being, becoming a shooter. And, uh, and that's really how I got better was just, it was a training with purpose. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, that's good. What you got, Jeff? Uh, let me look at the list here. He already addressed it. So you you already addressed natural talent. So do you yeah. think that's a thing, or like, what what do you think? We'll, so we'll get to that early on in the podcast right. rather than at the end. Yeah, of let's it. just tackle I mean, it. Yeah, um, I think some people do have a little bit of an it factor, um, but I don't think you can go and win a ton of majors with it. I really don't. Um, you have you have to put the time in. Um, I think it's like any other sport. Uh, there are some people that naturally excel at it, but it's not worth anything if you don't do something with it. Yeah. So kind of maybe. Kind of maybe. <laughs> kind of maybe. That's a good Jeff. Co- Jeff Gotham likes that response. That's <laughs> that fits well into what he would say. <laughs> It matters till it doesn't, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I feel like that's pretty in line with how I feel about natural talent. Uh, Jason and Jared are not here, so we can say whatever we want about them. Uh, They just have a a very different view of what natural talent is, I think. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean... Well, I mean, yeah, some, people, some people view natural talent as like how could it be natural to pick up a gun and shoot really fast like how is that innate in anybody which i i mean i can agree with that but it's also like eye hand coordination is a talent like ability to learn and ability to think under pressure like that's a talent it is. Uh, like that i mean so, some people their talent is just being able to perform really well in a competition uh Whereas you have people like me and they're getting in competition and they're just terrible. Um, maybe that's because I'm terrible even in practice too and just think I'm good. Uh, but, you know, so I do, I think there's, I think there's natural talent in, in tons of different forms. Um, but people have heard my atten- opinion on that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah I'd say you're, you, you had some, some natural aptitude towards the the skill set into growing up and uh you know like i said we shot plate racks in our backyard when i was a kid and i mean that that was that wasn't strange and uh now i'm like holy crap i really wish i could set a plate rack up a subdivision but i think everybody'd be pissed Um, yeah but so you know and and that helped a lot and it it really isn't natural talent you know because i wasn't born with plate racks so you know yeah, I, I had a, a head start on it that kind of, you know, it did help, I think. But, yeah. uh, oh, you know, yeah. it's sure. same with any sport. You have people that are athletic, you know, mm-hmm. they, that helps. Um, yeah. I am a, a rotund gentleman that can't run as fast as some of you guys. And um, <laughs> I try to make it up somewhere else. But uh, so, you know, I'm going to use what I got and other people use what they got. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, sometimes it is hard to to separate uh the nature versus nurture i mean as far as like the like yeah you, you grew up with a plate rack in your backyard so you learned you learned site acquisition and transitions and stuff like that from an early age and so right. then so then yeah at what point when was it when was it learned and when was it natural talent and, you know it's harder it's harder from somebody who grows up with it uh versus right. versus somebody who enters the sport at 25 right uh, like how old was I when I? I was probably about how old I was whenever I started. Yeah, 
started the sport. Right. But I'm old. <laughs> I was I was twenty five too. Was... Dang, you're old too. No, you're only like but yeah, but you're like thirty, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're still in your prime. I'm I'm middle aged now. How old are you? I'm thirty-five. Oh, you are old. Yeah. Uh, I'm thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, see you got you got a few more years to you know. You're still you're kinda on the tail end of your prime. Like <laughs> right. for me it's pretty much over. Like I had so, my, I had my glory days. I'm just starting to drop off versus the tailspin, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the full free fall tailspin. It's just yeah. Me and yeah, it's that's just that's where I'm at. But but Jeff, on the other hand, he's at his peak. Like this is you better oh, capitalize in the next three years, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not peaked yet. Not peaked yet. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, divisions. Like what divisions have you shot? Why why you shoot them? Uh, how you got started in them, all that. I shoot. Uh, well, I sh- started out shooting limited. Uh, shot limited, shot production, and uh, then went to single stack, which is the best division. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started in shooting Reach. major. I shot major for a couple years, and then shot minor for a couple years, and now I'm back to major because um, minor sucks. And uh, <laughs> then I've been shooting quite a bit of limited here lately, and that's a blast because suddenly I have 21 rounds in a gun that doesn't kick nearly as much, and it's that's a ball. Um, and then I've been shooting, uh, well, I'll shoot L10 because you shoot at the same time that you shoot single stack mats, um, yeah. just like everybody else. But uh, really li- limited in single stacks, all that I actually like now. Um, I just, I don't know, like 1911s, that's about it. Right. I can understand so, that. Are you shooting L10 with your single stack or with a limited gun? I'm shooting it with a 52 ounce sight tracker limited gun with a cereal <laughs> bowl on the bottom of it because it's cheating. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, it's definitely easier to shoot than the uh, the 43 ounce single stack gun. Right, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, you're gonna, so for for nationals this year, you're going to shoot your single stack gun and then switch the next day to your limited gun. Yeah, uh, I did it last year and I actually placed higher with an L10 that I did in single stack. Yeah. Uh, since that makes but uh it's just it's so easy um i mean yeah the gun doesn't lock back but big deal if it, if you run it out there's something wrong anyway um yeah and we, we already got 25 percent more ammo than the previous match but right. uh i'm just yeah that big capacity right yeah. um but no i'm, I'm definitely going to shoot with a limited gun just i really like shooting that limited gun too i really like how it tracks and how it behaves and it doesn't beat you up nearly as much sure Heck yeah. Jeff, are you going to shoot your limited gun for L10? Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. What else would I shoot, Jeremy? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, for everybody that knows, doesn't know, Jeff's limited gun is his single stack that he just puts 10-round mags in it and goes and wins limited division. I like it. Uh, well, I, I, shoot, it. I shoot open a lot with a single stack. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, there you go. Just because it's fun. Um, yeah. yeah. All my buddies shoot open here lately, so you know, just sign up for open with a skinny gun. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. And um, you're shooting the bull armory guns, right? Yes, um, I'm shooting the trophy classics. Uh, I've got two and forty and two and nine, and uh, I probably got last time I kind of checked, 
60, 70,000 through uh, the main nine millimeter. And it just keeps running. I'm, I'm thrilled to death with those guns. And uh, then I'm shooting the Radical R54 in, uh, in limited. But uh, had real good luck with them. I haven't really had to do anything to them. Uh, that's, I kind of feel like the selling point of them is I just unbox them, put the Magwell I want on it, and the trigger pad that I like, and the skinny front sight, and shoot it. Uh, cool. That's saying quite a bit for a factory 9 I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've actually been surprised. Just like uh, the, actually the Radical, I had it for like three weeks before I took it to L10 Nats, and all I did to it was grind the right side safety down some. So I didn't knock it on with my uh, my trigger finger knuckle. Yeah, and just took it and shot it. It ran 100. percent I was thrilled to death with it. But, cool. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Some good luck out of those guns. I like it. So I got a question for you. So it sounds like you have like in single stack, you have either like shot minor or major, but you haven't kind of like bounced back and forth between them like right. at the same year. Is that, I mean, is that on purpose or well, what's your I, thought process behind that? When I was shooting, when I got started, I started, started shooting major because I felt like it was the, it was the hardest division to learn. I sucked at stage planning. I, I was miserable at it. You give me 21 rounds, I got to stand and reload in a 32 round stage. I could not figure out how to stage plan. And, yeah. uh, so I was like, screw it, I'm going to eight round gun. Well, now every match is Virginia count. Everything, you know, I can't screw up. I have to have perfect stage plans. So I stuck with that for a couple of years and I got to where I could, I could finish pretty well, but I was not accurate. I just, I'd pull a trick like two on Brown and go. Um, and yeah, kind of, yeah. I was like kind of crutching it along with the major stuff. And uh, then I went to the minor guns and I actually got to where I could shoot points and then got to where I could shoot points fast. And now I'm going back to the major gun trying to shoot points fast, but Charlie still count. Yeah. Um, that that's my eventual goal is be able to pull a trigger fast on that uh, on that major gun like a minor gun, and it's honestly not all that much slower. Um, at like fifteen and in, it's really the same speed. Oh, uh, yeah. At twenty five, I I do have to wait on it just a little more, uh, sure. which I'm shooting a forty with like a eleven or twelve pound spring in it. It cycles real fast, but uh, you still got to wait a little bit. Um, yeah, but I'm. I'm going to experiment some with, you know, major here, minor there. Uh, but for the most part, I just shoot them the same speed. So yeah. I, I kind of don't have a point going minor unless I'm shooting a pro-am or an outlaw match or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I shot an IDPA major, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago. And uh, hadn't shot IDPA in forever, but I shot it in CDP. And uh, shooting that 45 is like, God, this thing takes two weeks to set back down. It's just, why does this thing cycle so slow? And then I realized it was, I was actually shooting my nightstand gun in IDPA. I forgot to swap the recoil spring. So I was shooting a 16 pound recoil spring in this thing. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was taking forever to cycle. And I was like, God, major sucks. And then I went and shot <laughs> my 40 the next week. And I was like, oh no, I suck. I should set my gun up correctly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, now, I'm probably going to stick with major just because I like points. My, minor gun's fun, but I think I am just going to pretty much hit it hardcore on the on major. You did pretty good last year with the minor gun. Well, I, that's because I just shot like with my hair on fire for three days. <laughs> um, that was uh, that was the most yeah. fun match I think I've ever had. I had more fun at this nationals than any nationals before. Really? Um, and I, that's why I did good. 
Right. Um, the year before, you know, I shot on Super Squad. I was scared to death. Like, I held the gun out like this, the first stage on right. Make Ready. You know, I couldn't take a sight picture. I was scared to death. Yeah. And uh, then the next match, it's like, all right, I'm just here to have fun. You know, somebody set up 18 stages for me to shoot. And then I get to take a break and do it again. I had a right. ball. And I actually performed because I had fun. I just went and shot. There was no pressure. It was, mm. you know, I'm just going to go have fun for for a week. And uh, that's how I'm going to try to shoot every major from here on out because it was a whole heck of a lot more enjoyable. Right. And, uh, and I performed so much better. Yeah, was there was my- definitely a uh, – I didn't get to shoot with you at Nationals this last year, but I had shot with you, I think, like at Ipsic Nationals yeah. in maybe 2018 or maybe it was 2019 even, but – we shot yeah. together a couple times, um, and I mean, yeah, the performance jump from those matches to last year's nationals was huge. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was it was a big performance jump. It was like I think I was averaging in like the high eighties on on most matches, and then that one was well into the nineties. Yeah, and, uh, and that's all it was. Is it was just finally like you know, I was scared to death of the people that I watch on TV. Realizing that I suck, <laughs> like I yeah. was just, you know, it's right. like I don't belong here. I'm just like some B class guy pulls trigger fast or something. Yeah. But, uh, then when you when I actually relaxed and it was just like I'm just here to shoot a match and and have fun. It was a blast. I had I had the most fun I've ever had at a at a match. So um, how were you able to make that mental switch? Was that any sort of preparation, or you just told yourself at the match, "Hey, I'm just going to have fun." Uh, it was actually a conversation with my wife. Um, I get uh, I get pretty wound up. I'm I'm kind of kind of high strung when it comes to certain things. I can and, understand that. You know, I I was stressing and stressing and stressing. And she's like, I don't I don't want you to go if you're not going to have fun. And I was like, Wow, that that's the simplest, most correct thing you could possibly say to me. Yeah. You know? And she she was 100 percent right. There, what's the point in going if it's not fun? Yeah. And, uh, that's helped me kind of reel it back. Am I still competitive? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be, we all are, Sure. everybody hates to lose, but it's a sport. I want to have fun. I want to play the sport that I love and and enjoy the opportunity to do it. And, uh, and that, that helped me out a lot. And, uh, before the match, you know, I'd be like, I would kind of just talk to myself and be like, man, I get to go shoot with the best shooters in the world. I get to walk by and see them shoot and, you know, get to shoot with them. This, this is cool. You know, I'm going to have fun. And I had a ball. Yeah. And, uh, it was a, it was really cool because I, I finally was able to just let go at, at a nationals, because how I shot that match is how I shoot local matches, or how right. I shoot most sectionals. You know, that's that's my style. Well, I'd never shot my style at a major, or at, at a nationals rather. Yeah. Uh, I was scared to death. You know, um, L10 first shot of the match was a mock no shoot. Very that's first awesome. one. Not, I don't think I shot another mic. <laughs> I was sixth overall, but the yeah. very first shot was was a mic no shoot, and uh, it was on that uh, like where he had four targets. He basically like did build drills into them, um, mm-hmm. right beside the first stage. And yeah. uh, oh, I just first time I pull the trigger is a mic no shoot. It's like, well, we're here to have fun, guys. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it actually worked out so much better, and I it actually helped me relax because it's like, good job, bud. You know, yeah. Um, and I was able to relax and just shoot and have fun. And uh, that's that's my goal from here on out is just to have fun every time I shoot. 
Yeah, so this year you are on the super squads for single stack and L10, I think. Uh, so do you feel like you were, like, is the pressure of being back on the super squad again? Is that, you think that's going to, you still be able to say in that or what? I mean, it's there. It's no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm shooting with guys that, uh, you know, I, I literally watched when I was a kid. You know, I watched yeah. Shooter Ready with Rob Latham when I was, lit, like, grade school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I'm shooting with this guy. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm actually here with these people. This is insane. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, there will be nerves, I'm sure. If I ever stop having nerves when I go to matches, I don't think I'll go to another one. Um, you yeah. know, what? What's the point if it doesn't give you a little, you know, butterflies excitement or something? Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be something to uh, – it'll be part of the mental game that I have to have yeah. to conquer at that match. Okay, uh, so, Jeff, so what we're what I'm hearing is, like, if Paul's beating us, like, the first half of the match, like, if he's beating <laughs> us, then we need to go in there and, like, try to get him amped up. Like, man, yeah. like, you're doing really well, like – like you need to be more serious. Like, yeah, you, I mean, probably, you might be able to win this serious. thing if you pushed a little harder. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> I think that'll work well. <laughs> we got a strategy. You know, I'm looking. I'm actually. I'm really looking forward to single stack nationals this year because uh, well, all three of us will be be on the super squad. Uh, so that'll be that should be fun. Uh, it'll it'll be a ball. Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to shooting with everybody again and on a, in a more relaxed state. Um, yeah. The last uh, when I was on the Super Squad the last time, I sucked for two days. Like for two days, it's just like I can't do anything. I'm awful at this. I'm going to do three two and a half second reloads every stage. Uh, you know, it's awful. And yeah. uh, then the last day, it's just like I'm going to shoot kind of like myself a little. And uh, I'm looking forward to shooting with everybody in more of a, a relaxed. And two, I, I like uh, I actually like going to CMP. I've shot a three gun match there, and I think it'll be a oh, nice really? change uh, change from frostproof, just because that's where we've shot everything for the past three years, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad to not be at frostproof again for that match. Although I've never shot at the CMP range, but I'm glad not to be at frostproof. Last time I went, it was a it was my first like big three gun match, and it was. It was pretty cool. Um, it was a nice range, um, and I think that I think it'll probably be a good place to have Nats. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's awesome. Uh, that's from every everybody that I've talked to. Um, yeah, I think I think going back to your mental mental state and stuff. I think for a lot of people, and and for me especially, is like accepting that mistakes are going to happen. Like that first Mike yes. Nelson shoots. Like, I mean, like yeah, a lot of times if I had that, like my first stage of the match, I would just be like mad like how yeah. could you how could you start the match off 25 points down like because right. I mean, that's basically what a mike no shoot is yep. you're starting the match 25 points down and like how could you do that like you're you just all your training you've just given up exactly. when the truth is like man just accept it like you're gonna have some mistakes like they're gonna come here and there probably everybody is and if somebody doesn't then they probably win yeah uh, well, but it- just that's something that I noticed, like the, the more majors that you shoot and the better people that you shoot with. And we've been lucky enough to shoot with, you know, some of the, the best in the world mm-hmm. and they screw up too. Yeah. And it, it's like when you finally let yourself realize that it's so much easier to deal with. Cause it's like, Oh wait, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes Yeah, and just, and just get through it. The person that wins NAS is the guy that made the least number of mistakes. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not because they saw one thing in a walkthrough that nobody else saw that that won't win nationals. The lowest number of mistakes will. Um, yeah. But uh, now I'm I'm with you and getting getting away from that you idiot feeling towards myself. Yeah. Because uh, oh, I think that uh, most competitors are their worst critics. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I beat myself up over something stupid, you know. And what do you do when you do that? You tank the next three stages. Yeah. Uh, at least I yeah. do. I'll I'll wad myself up. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but no, I I 100% agree with that. Trying to get away from that uh, mad at yourself feeling. Yeah. And it's I mean it's tough to do, especially if you're somebody like yourself, Paul, that puts a lot of effort into the sport. Like you've got that one match a year, if it's nationals or every three years, if it's a world shoot or something like that, like that you put so much effort into it and you make mistakes and you just see like, like you just feel this weight of all this wasted effort almost. Right. Uh, but you cannot, but if you're living under that, you can't, you'll never perform. No. And it'll, uh, never, so it'll never do well. Another problem that I had personally was uh, I went to this nationals uh, in not this past year, year before 18 mm-hmm. and thought, this is why I shoot. This is why I train. I have to do well. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to shoot good if I feel like that. You know, it's oh, like no. I, I, I'm putting so much pressure on myself. I, I'm I'm wearing myself down. And I I was trying to become like I, I was associating who I was with this game, with this sport. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and we do it. I mean, we all do that yeah. um, to yeah. some point. And uh, then when I, I realized, you know, if I screw up at this match and don't do that great, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm awful. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm bad at the game that I like to play. It's just, this is my performance on these three days out of the year and just go with it. Just kind of relax. And, uh, I guess it's, uh, that, that relaxing has helped me so much in actual performing too. Cause I don't put as much pressure. I don't like yeah. you, like you said, beat yourself up when you screw up. Yeah. But yeah, if I you can think harness that, then that's that's a huge advantage. Absolutely, it's not easy to do. Heck, no, it's not. <laughs> like, what uh, what percent do you think that that mindset is worth? A so like, lot. Like, same skill, two different years. One year you go in saying I can't mess up and doing your hardest not to make mistakes, and the next year you're relaxed and just shooting your game. Like, what what percent do you think the difference is? You could look it up. It's um, it was huge for Paul. I mean, it was ten percent. It was yeah. seriously probably ten percent because I went uh, from you know like shooting like low GM high M to shooting what I felt like that I was capable of. Um, and I may get to Nats here in a month and just cluster it, you know, and get up there right. scared to death all over again. It might happen. Hell, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, if it does, it's no big deal. It's yeah. it, it sucks. Like again, I hate to lose. We're all ultra competitive, but chill, get through it, you know. And and that that mentality has helped me so much. And just kind of relaxing and enjoying what we do. Um, I try to make it a job. I don't get paid for it. It don't work like that. <laughs> so um, I, I work too many hours at my real job to uh, to make myself feel like that. Yeah. But, uh, Right. But no, I mean, it's worth a lot. It's worth a freaking lot for me. Uh, a solid 10%. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I was like, where did Paul Curve come from? Like, <laughs> I mean, I've shot with Paul before. It's like, I mean, 
he's he's been good, but you know, crap. Now he's top ten. Like where did where did that come from? Uh, of course, and I've only and I hadn't shot with you at your local matches when you shoot like your your normal self. I'd only seen you at at Ipsic Nationals or or Single Stag Nationals. Where yeah, you were talking about you had felt tons of pressure and stuff. Yep. So, so yeah, it was huge. It was huge for Paul, definitely. And uh, and confidence. You know the the extreme lack of confidence is what you got to see at Ipsic Nats. Yeah. You know, there's 35 yard mini poppers. What the hell? And you know. It's, yeah. You know, and the, these crazy target presentations be like, I don't know if I can do this. No confidence. Nats yeah. it's like eh, 25 yard parcel. It's getting a 25 split, and I'm leaving. <laughs> Minor. I don't care. It's fine. If I have a mic, I have a mic. Yeah. Um, I trusted myself. I trusted my sights. I, whatever I saw, I just went with it. Um, yeah. And yeah, that that's huge for me. If I can force myself into that, mm-hmm. then you know it absolutely will increase my my finishes by a lot. Because uh, I can't shoot scared. Uh, my style yeah. does not. I'm not accurate enough to shoot slow. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I just have to let it eat. That's the only way that I can do any good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that phrase of, like, trusting yourself, like, I think that's if, – if you can get to a point as a shooter where you would just trust yourself – because, man, I know for me, like, when I stop trusting myself, like, I start moving the gun as I'm pulling the trigger, like, it, like and it's just – it's like the gun becomes way unpredictable. Yep. Uh, and and it if doesn't I, quickly. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it tracks weird. Like, it the, the gun moves as you pull it. Like, it just – and all that is is normally just a lack of trust. I'm not fast enough, so oh, go faster, go faster, oh, go yes. faster. Uh, and if you can get to points like no, you're you are good. Like trust yourself. Like trust that trust that doing stuff correctly is gonna be fast enough. Then everything calms down. Like the sights tend to go straight up and down. Like they're predictable. Uh, and man, when you can get those sights to be predictable, then you can really hit the gas. Oh. Uh, Something that I couldn't figure out is uh, Ipsic Nationals, there was open targets at 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Every practice, I shoot A-zone plates at 30 yards. That's mm-hmm. how I warm up. It's it's something that I do. I can tell you how fast I can do it from different start positions. It's just one of my things. Yeah. So I go from, you know, with the Ipsic alphas, I should be able to do draw and two shooting minor in 1.3, 1.4 seconds for both shots. Yeah. Ipsic Nats. Two and a half seconds. Yeah. Pull the gun out, stop. Perfect bullseye sight picture, you know. I just sucked because I was I didn't trust myself at all. Yeah. I couldn't do anything that I normally do. And uh, you know, hopefully at this nationals I'll be able to kind of pull my head out of my butt and actually, you know, just relax, enjoy it, have fun. Uh, yeah. That, that's my goal at majors from here on out, just have fun. That's a good, I mean, that's a good way to do it. The sport should become enjoyable too. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of draw, since you brought up draw, uh, see, and I assume that you learned this from Gilbert, this, this, (laughs) this, the scoop draw. I was, I shot nationals with Gilbert two years ago. So I think it was 2018. Yeah. Uh, We, we ended up squatting together and there was, there was a stage that, you know, it was like a seven-yard open target that you just started hands relaxed at sides. And before the stage, Gilbert's comes like, you think I can get a sub-60 here? It's like, bro, dude, I, I'm just, like, I'm happy if it's, like, sub-1.2. <laughs> like, sure, go after it, but I, I wouldn't. And 
sure enough, yeah, he comes and shows me the timer. It's like like he got like a sixty five or something on it. Like at nationals on a stage, it's like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, so I mean, is that like you go for the same scoop draw? fast draw that sort of stuff is that is that kind of how you go after it absolutely um my if i t- draw at a target at 100 yards or i draw at a target at one yard i draw the same speed um okay. and it's that yeah. same violent scoop draw and uh yeah i mean the fastest one in a match i think i've done one under a half a second in a match um, not a big match it was a local match um but uh i like i like it it's at a very aggressive start and it helps me carry that aggression through the stage. Um, yeah. And it's free time, in my opinion. If I draw at 25 yards, everybody has to aim about the same amount of time. So if I get the draw done three-tenths faster, I can aim three-tenths longer for the same first shot. Um, so, yeah, I really like that. Just go after it, you know, fast as you can, scoop draw. That's, uh, that's definitely my style. How consistent do you feel like you get your grip like that? Now that I've gone to, I've got uh, my hanger straightened out and did that, I guess, middle of last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 99.89, exactly the same. It's as, it is as consistent or more consistent for me as coming over the top. But that's what I've, I've also done it for five years. Sure. Um, and if my hands are at my sides with about any holster, I'm going to scoop it. Um, I can come over the top and it's still fast, but it's just, it's free time for me doing that scoop drill. Yeah. And, uh, the, like in limited, I don't use a rice holster. I use a straight drop Kydex holster. Yeah. Um, Cause it's faster for me. Um, I just, I don't really like rice holsters. Uh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't use a race holster Easter, but probably because I sh- mainly shoot single stacks. So I use the same gear for exactly for limited. Um, so for me on the scoop draw, cause I messed with the scoop draw when I first started a bit, cause it was kind of the, it was kind of the thing 10 years ago. Um, and you don't see that many people actually do it that much anymore. So you're right. a little, I think you're a little unique in that, but for me, I never felt like I could, it was harder to get as high up on the gun. Like I never felt like my hand got, got up as high on the gun as if I came right. over the top. And so it was always just a constant adjustment for me, uh, to get my hand up higher. When I scoop, um, I can't scoop with an IDPA gun where the grip safety works because I push up. I'll end up with okay. the beaver tail buried. Mm-hmm. But uh, And that was a whole lot of holster position, scooting around, figuring out. Um, but when I scoop, I don't clear the beaver tail till the gun's out of the holster. Um, yeah. So I, I clear the beaver tail and take the safety off in one motion, just smash it down. Yeah. And uh, so I actually clear the beaver tail as the gun is starting to rotate. And when I do yeah. that, I can really mash the beaver tail down into the web of my hand. Um, but I did chuck a Glock 34 across the bedroom when I was learning that. Um, I was wondering how many, <laughs> I, that was my next question is how many guns have you thrown? I have um, thrown one hard. Um, it was a, <laughs> I was dry firing over a bed trying to figure out how to do this. And yeah. I did it a sheetrock on the other side of the bed. <laughs> it, it was a good one. I straight up missed. But uh, after that, I haven't missed one. Um, not not that bad. Um, but it's it's a consistent draw for me. Um, I've really burned it in. Uh, when I was learning it, especially when I went from a Glock to a single stack, I couldn't figure out how to take safety off. Um, it was just like, yeah. why, why is there so many levers and switches on this thing? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I couldn't figure out, do you, do you take it off here? I did a lot of stuff where you draw the gun and you go, Ugh! you know, trying to get the gun to go off. 
but uh, once I figured out how to take the safety off, it, I was able to go back to the scoop. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely like scoop draw. It's a, it's a nice, you know, it's like I said, it's more of an aggressive way to start the stage. If I get it, you know, it's nice if I can get half a, a second on somebody just on a draw. But how often do we get to draw to a target? Right. Two, three times a match. Yeah. But if I have that fast draw when I leave a position, because I scoop draw if I'm running. Mm-hmm. If I want to go left, go right, I, I scoop to have it up high in my hand. And it's just more that aggression and pushing that through the rest of the stage. Sure. Uh, and it's, I play mental games on myself. I have to trick myself <laughs> into doing things better. But uh, it really does help me with trying to stay aggressive through the stage. So yeah. if you were to, if you were teaching a new student, a new shooter, would you teach him the scoop jar or would you teach him go over the top? Well, when I teach, it's almost all over the top. Um, yeah. I'll explain it to you. You can figure it out. But yeah. I'm not going to be – that's something you need to drive hard home. <laughs> that's not yeah. something to, to load a pistol up and, you know, first time <laughs> you scoot across a hot gun. I don't dry fire it. Figure it out. If you chuck one, don't do it here, you know. Right. Um, make sure it's empty and in your house. But, yeah. uh, but no, I definitely – if – I can explain it. I can tell you everything about it, but I don't, you know, oh, yeah, absolutely, new D-class guy. Let's, let's learn to scoop draw. Um, yeah. But, um, no, that's, that's definitely over the top. And uh, like I said, I mean, it's not – a scoop is faster. Like, for me, I can – I give up a tenth and a half, two tenths uh, coming over top. But sure. that doesn't mean that that's slow. It's not. I mean right. – uh, one of my the guys that I've trained with since we actually came up together, Weston Hensley, he's a production GM. Um, he's consistently in like the high seventies, low eighties, you know, out to 12, 15 yards coming over the top of the production guy. Um, there's nothing wrong. With that. That's that's great. That's freaking fast. Um, yeah, that's what so, I can do. I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> it's just fine. Um, yeah. So you know, I don't uh, I don't think it's a deal breaker, but it's something. That, I'm going to take every little advantage I can get. And uh, sure. it, again, it's more of a mental thing for me, just keeping that going through the stage. Yeah. So uh, who's, who's faster, you or uh, Gilbert on a draw? Five-yard open target. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this first. Gilbert dropped a F-150 on his arm last year. Well, okay. yeah, true, true. Yeah, he, so, he shattered his arm. Yeah, I, I got him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just took dropping a truck on him, but uh, yeah. but I can get him. Um, it's not by much though. Um, we were uh, we did a demo the other day, and it was exactly the same. Uh, oh really? Even even with his broke flipper, he's still he's still kind of fast for old guy. <laughs> he he does get that. He whips that gun out pretty darn fast. It yeah. He was uh, he was shooting his single stack again, and he was doing them in the low fifties uh, on ice on plays. That's retarded. So, it's, Pretty pretty sporty. That's yeah. I've never drawn the gun that fast ever, <laughs> ever. I've hit a sixty before, but I don't know if I hit anything. <laughs> but I think I don't think I broke. I broke a. I I don't know if I broke a second on a draw all last year, like really? the entire year. I don't know if they know that I broke a second <laughs> yeah, on a draw. Yeah. I would say I. I think your reload probably makes up for every damn bit of that. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that, that okay. reloads nuts. That's about all I got, though, is I can reload a gun. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay. How many majors do you normally shoot? Well, up until the world ended this year, um, I was trying to do six, seven, eight, um, just okay. depending on uh, vacation times. My my problem is trying to work everything out to where you can shoot as many majors as possible. And uh, I'm wanting, I'll probably shoot a little less and pick more be more deliberate with the matches that I shoot for that. If I'm using time off, I'm going to try to shoot the best ones with the most heat. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's what I want to shoot. So where the heat is. Yeah. Uh, 33, 33 this weekend. That's a little bit of this weekend. Actually, we got four GMs in single stack. This Are weekend, you serious? So. Yeah. Wow. Which you don't ever see that at an area match. No. Yeah. What you two, Tim and. No, it's us two, uh, John McClain, and a guy that I don't – Stoker, was that his name? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm not honestly not familiar with him. I haven't – I don't know that I've shot against him at a match before. Maybe I haven't that's, just and didn't know it, but – That's awesome, though. Yeah. That's that's going to be fun. Yeah. Jeff's going to break take it to everybody, breaking hearts. Right. I'm taking home the gold. This That's is my right. second match. This is the, my second match since Nationals last year, uh, outside of a, a local match. So I've shot wow. one local since Nationals last year, and then that was like six weeks ago. And then I've got this coming up. So I'm I'm feeling really warmed up. And <laughs> You're ready to go. Right? And yeah. I've been talking a lot of shit to him. <laughs> well, I shot an a, a IDPA match, and I shot Kentucky. And that's it. Since Nationals? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. What are you going to get in before Nash, single stack nationals this year? Hoping uh, Alabama, if things aren't crazy down there, because, I mean, with uh, there's a lot of shutdowns, stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I'm going to try to shoot a little bit. I've not been able to practice nearly as much because around there, I think everybody's trying to conserve components. And, yeah. uh, you know, if I shoot, I'm going to I'm going to make it count. Um, yeah. But uh, I've just not shot much. This year's kind of like it's almost written off. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, everything's got pushed back and the world suit got pushed back. Everything's just, what do you do? Um, yeah, for sure. But I'm going to try to get uh, try to get Alabama in. I haven't decided. I'm signed up for Limited because Limited's a whole heck of a lot of fun. But yeah. uh, probably ought to be shooting single stack, if I'm honest. Um, At Alabama? It, yeah. Well, it's, just was, like, it's like three weeks before or something like that, but they have safeties and light triggers, so it, it just interchanges. Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> I mean, you're still shooting major, and it'll, right. that'll. I mean, it's honestly for you since you're going to shoot your limited gun in L10. I mean, it it does kind of make sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of people shooting. really love L10, and it's like the fastest growing division by far. Definitely the one you want to win nationals at. I would put all <laughs> my eggs in that basket. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I, think, I think L10 has more heat than single stack. May have more heat than single stack does. <laughs> you know, it might. Um, uh, because you, you are getting guys like like Shane Coley will be there. Uh, Casey Reed's going to be there. They were one, two, at limited 10 nationals last year. So, it, I mean, like on top of all the other single stack guys. Right. So, it, it may have more heat than, than single stack does, I mean, which is dumb. Pretty, it was pretty spicy at, uh, at Nats last year. When I was looking at everybody, you know, it's, it's pretty good, but it's like, you know, it's a it's a very fun division as long as everybody else is shooting it, too. Yeah. Like, kind of like a moped, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10 rounds major, like production major is kind of cool. 
Yeah, especially when you got mag whales and, you know, cool guns. Um, yeah. But why else would you shoot it other than you're at single stack nats? There's there's no other reason. It's, yeah. it's, it's dumb. It should go away. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll shoot it if it's a Nationals, but right. otherwise it should it should disappear. Yeah, I was uh I was on the the road to try to GML ten last year. That was that was a goal, and uh, everybody was like, "You're going to what?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm serious." They're like, well, "That's stupid." But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. a great that's a great goal to have, Paul. That's a yeah, worthy endeavor. Yeah. Put lots of effort into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm to GM open next uh, with yeah. the same gun. <laughs> so, are you done after single stack nationals this year? I've got uh, Tennessee, and then I'm probably going to shoot limited nats. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm just having a ball with limited, man. It's it's so different than what I've shot for the past four years. Um, yeah. And I feel like it'll probably make me a better shooter because I want to focus on stuff that I don't normally do, like yeah. Yeah. shoot more than four targets. Um, and a lot more shooting on the move. I like that, you know, I have to – it's harder for me to figure out a stage with 20 rounds in the gun than it is with eight. Because yeah. with eight, there's only about three ways you can shoot it, and two of them suck. Right. So it's easy. With 21 yeah. rounds, they got nine different ways to shoot up. Four of them suck. Two of them ain't bad, and the other ones you're probably going to get DQ'd. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it's like it's a ball, so I'm, I'm probably going to play with that a little bit and, uh, yeah. and see if we'll – because some of my friends have been playing with carry optics, and mm-hmm. uh, it's actually helped them a lot. It's, it's changed what they focused on for a few months, and they've yeah. actually come back better shooters. Yeah. So do you could are you think you'll be moving to limited more full time? I don't know. Um it'll probably if I go heavy limit it'll be like fifty fifty split between single stack. Okay. Hopefully next year there'll still be the like single stack early, limited late. Yeah. Um I hope it goes back to that to uh to make it a little easier. Yeah. Now are you did you get a slot for the world shoot? Uh, no, I can go individual, but oh, uh, oh, oh, but you got an individual slot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you planning on going next year? Um, I, I paid the money. We're gonna see uh, see how things are kind of setting, <laughs> and yeah. uh, also again with with work, make sure that I have enough uh, have enough vacation time. Yeah, that's gonna eat a lot. Uh, yeah, basically three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you can do it in two. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, because like the match, the match itself is gonna eat up. You got the day before the match. You got six days of the match. Then you got the day after the match. So you're at the the match itself is gonna eat up like eight or nine days. Yeah. And then you got two days of travel on either side. So right. it's yeah, you can do it in two weeks if you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just depends if you want to spend more time over there. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're if you're working on trying to get vacation away and then actually shoot other matches that year too, that's, that's kind of the kicker because that's going to eat up most of my vacation time. And uh, yeah, I just had to had to make that decision. I went ahead and paid up for it because it's like, well, I want to secure it because I'll probably sure. do it. But, yeah, but we'll see how that uh, see how the rest of the year turns it out. Um, I recommend doing it. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool experience. Um, I've done it on the team. Yeah, Thailand could be fun too. Um, it could be scary, but it could be fun. Uh, <laughs> just depending on what I think. I haven't been to Thailand, but I think what part of which road you end up walking down, it could get could get entertaining. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I've never been out of the states, so uh, it'll be a, an experience. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Never. So your uh, first time to travel international, you're gonna do do it with a gun and a yes. bunch of ammo. <laughs> All yes. right, but not enough ammo to shoot a match or anything. Just. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, the ammo deal for the world shoot will be quite interesting. Uh, yeah. Minor works if you have like like because I was able to go to France and my wife went so she could take ammo and I could take ammo and I could with minor you could get enough round for the match yeah major that you can't so then you you're basically like shipping it it happened for France I doubt it's going to happen for Thailand they won't allow it Uh, Mm -hmm. so then you're basically just going to have to shoot their ammo and hope that it's better than what it was in France I know guys that shot the match ammo in France and like squibs like didn't run like out of spec uh, like just like terrible junk. yeah uh so hopefully I feel, like, I feel like nine would be the most likely to run i feel like yes. nine millimeter would be because at least they can you know kind of go along some sort of spec you know if we're if we're even over shooting like nato sub gun ammo at least it'll function right um, but uh i was since i kind of flipped back over to major it's like yeah i want to shoot major and then it's like, well, I don't know if I am because of the, the ammo situation. But yeah, I was looking at, at probably shooting major, but uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we will see. It'll be yeah. it'll be interesting. But everybody's gonna have to do it because Thailand won't. You can't import ammo into Thailand. Uh, so as far as I know, pretty much everybody's gonna be in that same boat. And it does look like those guys are putting effort into trying to make good ammo. Well, they're using uh, some actually decent powders and stuff yeah. like that. So hopefully it'll be uh, hopefully it'll be pretty decent. Yeah, because uh, I know no matter what you're going to end up shooting some of it. Um, yeah, I mean no yeah, matter yeah. what, and hopefully it'll also be like somewhat affordable. Uh, that it will not be. I, I know I'm hoping it's I not a dollar around. Um, I think it'll I, be probably close to fifty cents around. Nah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nine. <laughs> yeah, nine would be cheaper probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody could shoot forty-five with it because I don't think they're loading forty-five. And I don't uh, think I don't think so. I think it's not gonna be the only place they shoot it. So I don't know how much they care about classic. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I hadn't looked at the forty-five deal. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It should be fun. It'll be a fun trip. Uh, I definitely recommend doing it. I mean, you just don't know when you're going to have a opportunity to do it's it again. It's kind of a bucket list thing for me to to do it just because it's yeah. cool. Yeah. No matter what, just to go. Um, yeah. I just think it'd be a cool experience. Um, it is. That it's not in France France this year because that's somewhere I actually want to go. Um, but. Uh, and I hope I would. I, you know, I, this could be my last world shoot. I don't know. Uh, it's just going to depend on where the next one is. If I would love to see one in, either in, I was hoping Russia was going to get the bid or yeah. like the Czech Republic. Because uh, cool. either one of those, I would be like, yeah, I want to go do that. I guess yeah. Australia, if, if Australia got a bid, um, I would go there. But but it, it it's it's a cool experience for yeah. sure. I will most likely end up going. But, yeah. Uh, Jeff's going to try out for the next team, right? Yeah, sure. Nice. 
I'm going to talk him into it. Just do it. <laughs> There's no reason not to. I mean, yeah, you're not losing them. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. I think it would be fun. It would be. Call your name in the app and just do it. Yeah. Just, how do you just, do that? How do you do it? And things. Yeah. Um. You go to IFSIC Nationals in the off in the non-world shoot years. So next year and the year after. Well, no, no not next year. Oh next yeah, year. it'll be pushed back again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna go to. They're gonna maintain the three-year spacing. Gotcha. So rather than the world shoot being in 2023, I'm pretty sure the world shoot will be 2024, and they're gotcha. just gonna restart the three-year spacing. That's. Hmm. That's my. I haven't like heard that officially, but that's kind of my understanding of of how they're going to do it. Because otherwise, that wouldn't really give whoever the host country is going to be. It wouldn't really give them time to get to get things up. figured out. Yeah. So that's that's my guess on what they're going to do. All right. Well, Paul, I appreciate your time. Uh, you got any like sage advice for? For us, like, how can I beat Jeff at Area 3 this coming weekend? You can't get him really wired up, obviously. <laughs> That's a problem. For Jeff doesn't get wired up. Yeah, when I shot with him at Nationals, he shot one stage. I was just like, holy crap, dude, that was phenomenal. And he's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. That was just like, yeah, that's, not that's like, yeah, I crushed right. it. It's just like, thanks, man. And probably like and he, he, he was a, I know he he tanked some stages at Nationals, and his reaction was probably almost the exact same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't so good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I could be better. I'm so jealous of that because I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't even understand. I can't even comprehend that that <laughs> mindset. Like it just doesn't. Oh, man, yeah, I'm gonna drive you crazy this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get wound up and like ready to throw stuff. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not as bad as I used to be, which is which is in which is kind of crazy, but yeah, I used to I yeah, I can I can relate to throwing and smashing stuff. <laughs> right. I do in dry fire, I get real pissed off. That's but, like, you need to videotape <laughs> that for yeah. the podcast, Jeff. Yeah, I ruined a magazine this week. Yeah, <laughs> I spiked a magazine on a coffee table in there. What did it do to your coffee table? I left a pretty good mark in it. It's a broken coffee table. It's only got three legs. But yes, yeah, he is from Oklahoma, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. I I do get pissed off. I just not at matches, I guess. Well, that's good. Because uh, I want to get pissed off everywhere, but uh, you have to like. You know, internalize that crap, but uh, I'm not real good at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not either. Uh, that's a, that's something. That's a fight for me. Yeah, that's a fight for me. So, all right. So, what else you got? That's it. Yeah, I think that's about it for me too. But uh, but hey, thanks for having me on here, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be seeing you here. When is Nats? Like four weeks? Five weeks? Four or five. I think it's five weeks. Yeah. Maybe four and a half or something like that. I don't know. It's somewhere. We'll have to do a uh, like live show from like the Super Squad or something. Like mm-hmm. right before Jeff's going to 
shoot, like, yes, we'll go live and ask him a bunch of questions and stuff. Yeah, while he's on deck, or just yeah. like Rob, ready? Yep. But how's this? How's this stage ready? gonna go? Yeah. Have you thought about shooting it this way? Exactly. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Are, are you gonna slap the trigger? Are you gonna prep it on this one? Because I feel like that those targets need you need to prep it hard and then. All that good stuff. Have you thought about your foot placement? Because you don't want to step yeah. over the line like you've done that before, and that's not good. Well, uh, so maybe I'll get kicked off the super squad before then. <laughs> I don't think so. I think once you're on, you're on. Hey, you get kicked off the super squad, you'll shoot better, or at least I do. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually shoot better on the super squad. I would rather be on the super squad than off of it. Do you like benchmark on it? Yeah. How everybody else does? Yeah. You know push it. Uh no, well not not necessarily that so much, but more of like seeing like like shooting with the good shooters, like that level just is like normal. It's like oh, okay, this is this is normal. Whereas if I shoot with the with with a lot of B and C class shooters, like almost anything you do is is pretty good. And so I, I don't know, I just it for me it's harder to feel like feel out where I'm like what I'm doing, if that makes sense. This this past night is kind of cool. I got to shoot with uh, BJ Norris on mm -hmm. the ten side of things. Yeah. So of course I'm going to use him as like my my benchmark, kind of know where yeah. I'm at. And then uh, I think it was you and Eric France was mm -hmm. I think it, I think Eric was on on our squad. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I still had like a benchmark, but I also wasn't like I don't look at scores. Yeah, three day match. I will never look at scores. Really, look at scores. When I take my belt off the last day, that's when I look at scores. Really, so you had no idea where you were at at nationals. It don't matter. I can only shoot so good. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like I can do what I can, and that's it. So I don't. Yeah. I don't ever look at look at scores. Um, you know, it might help me one day knowing when to push or hang back, but yeah. I just don't look because I want to shoot as good as I possibly can on this stage. If I try to shoot any better than that, I'm going to, there's a chance yeah. I'll do better, but I'm probably just going to, you know, auger it yeah. in and then be back the other direction. I mean, that's um, a good point. Yeah. Cause like, if, if you're not going to, you know, if you're not like truly in the running to win nationals, is there ever a point in like pulling back? No. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to shoot. It's not like oh, at all. <laughs> match, yeah, you know? it's not like oh yeah, I've got a comfortable lead on everybody here. I think I'll hold back. Yeah, no, <laughs> because uh, well, like the what amazes me is the, the top guys how that everybody can shoot that just like beautiful, not pushing ninety seven point six percent speed <laughs> on everything, and they just it looks so slow. Mm -hmm. like you'll sit right. and watch these guys it's like wow that that was slow the only way i can do it that fast is like hang two on brown you know watch this you know just crazy stuff so that's the only way i got a chance at doing anything so that's probably how i'm going to shoot for three days just, yeah. i mean what have i got to lose you yeah. know if i if right. i won nationals or if i've come in 30th monday still i'm back at work so it right yeah it makes no difference in. Um, so I'm just going to have fun and, uh, yeah. shooting fast is fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think most people would, it would be advantageous to never look at a score for most yeah. people. 
Yep. Um, for most no, people, it's, it's not going to help. Like uh, when uh, in 18, when like Nils and Elias were just right there with each other and knew how many points separate them going in the last stage, you know, and I think Nils knew to, you know, not go for it, just hold mm-hmm. back a little bit, you know, and he would still, it was to pull it off. And it was neat seeing that like in real time, you know, I've, we've all seen it on TV, but actually seeing it at nationals is really cool. But I also thought I'm, I'm probably not going to be in that position anytime soon. <laughs> so right. the only way I got a chance at anything is just, you know, I'm not saying try to nut it for 18 stages, but I'm not going to be holding back on anything. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, that's a, you know, talking about what Nils was doing, like, like manipulating scores and times. That is a very, very rare skill set to have. Absolutely. Like, I, I, there's maybe five people in the sport that can truly do that. Like, yeah. like really do it. And like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to perform to exactly that level. Right. That's what that's what was so amazing to me is not only was he figuring that out, but he was doing it, and it's like, yeah. wow, I, I do suck at this. Um, but, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Compared to those guys, it's they, they're they're impressive, uh, and that's that's the different level that people don't people just don't realize that this that people think they can do that. Like, oh yeah, I can hold back, and I or I can push. No. No. So few people can do that. There's a difference in the, you know, we all got the, you know, locally, you're the, the GM to beat and you go to nationals. There's, there's another level after that. Yeah. I ain't there. <laughs> Probably won't Jeff ever be there. Very I, close. I, I actually think Jeff's going to, we're going to see that from Jeff at area three this weekend. Like that, he's going to be. Yes. That top of this much, right? Jeff? Yeah. You know, he'll be like last two stages. He'll have like a 20% lead or like a 20 point lead. Yeah. He'll be like, I'll just shoot a couple Charlies on this stage and yeah. it'll be fine. I'll be a second slow in those two Charlies and then the next stage, you know, I'll, I won't have I'll, to push it all. And Yeah, I'll lean over Jeremy and be like, man, I've just been toying with you all weekend. You're, I'm going to cut it loose now. That's exactly right. <laughs> he, he's going to drop a hammer and beat you about 30% then, isn't he? <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't man. be surprised. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming on, Paul. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. You too. We'll talk to you later, Paul. Stop recording, damn it.